When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I'm joined first by Minister for Enterprise, Trade and Employment and former Housing Minister Simon Coveney. We have not had the politicians on throughout the course of the eviction ban controversy in the last couple of weeks. And we now know the eviction ban is officially lifted as of tomorrow, Friday. And from Saturday, 1st April, people will start to be evicted. We've already spoken to some people this week who are facing eviction from this weekend. Some people are already considering what they call overholding. And when... We have an opportunity to talk to a senior politician about these controversies. Well, we're going to take it. We didn't actively look for them, but the opportunity arose. And I'm joined by by Minister Coveney. Simon, I have to put it to you that, look, you've won all the important votes this week. You won the confidence vote. You beat the Sinn Féin legislation. You've won all the votes you need to win. You've got the numbers, as we all knew you would have, really. But... Look, the harsh reality is you've knowingly shown yourself to be a government that's willing to let people be made homeless from this very weekend. Like, like, like how do you respond to that? Good morning. Well, look, first of all, you know, while the government has won the votes this week, uh, we're, we're more than aware of the extraordinary stress that a lot of families um, are under in the context of homelessness. Uh, and the government's only motivation here is to to get more homes for people so that we have less families and people homeless. We have nearly 12,000 people in emergency accommodation in Ireland today. About 3,500 of them are children. That is a scandal. The government is aware of that and we are focused on fixing it. Uh, but we don't believe that by uh, extending an eviction ban that was put in place on a temporary basis through the winter is going to help in that effort. Uh, and let me just explain why that's the case. Okay. Last year, we saw 21,000 landlords leave the market. That means that there are significantly less homes available to rent uh, for families that need them. Uh, and so the focus has got to be on supply. And if we know that extending the eviction ban uh, is driving more and more landlords out of the market, more and more properties available for rent being taken out of the market, well, then we know that that's going to make the problem worse. Yeah. And, and what opposition parties are, are looking to do here is a, is a short-term fix for people who, yes, are under pressure right 
now, yeah. but actually is going to add to the bigger problem. So, you know, we, we've got to be focused, of course, yes, on people who have eviction notices and helping them uh, to find new accommodation. Um, but we've also got to be focused on the close to 12,000 people who um, some of them are, are family, are, are part of family units, but but those people, we've got to find accommodation for them too. But the pe- whether it's social the- housing, whether it's yeah. affordable housing, whether it's affordable rent, uh, or the the myriad of other support mechanisms that are there for people. And you know, like if you're saying to me, do I believe that extending the eviction ban w- will actually help? the challenge of homelessness in Ireland. My answer to you is that no, I think it'll make it worse. But but the people that are to be evicted in the immediate future, Minister, where are they to go? Well, I mean, last year uh, we know that there were there were 50,000 new tenancies found last year. Um, so the vast majority of those people, um, uh, we've got to work with them uh, to make sure that they find new tenancies, that there are uh, uh, that there's social housing made available um, uh, in certain circumstances, uh, that actually local authorities can actually buy up the property while tenants are in situ. Uh, in cases we've given we've given significant resources to local authorities, including Cork City Council and Cork County Council, to uh, to buy up properties from landowners who might want to rent them any longer but might want to sell them mm. with tenants in situ to protect them um, so there are a series of supports and mechanisms that we are putting in place to try to ensure that people can stay in the properties that they're in uh, and and if people um, um, need to leave those properties for mm. for whatever reason because there are there are you know uh, significant protections for tenants in place in terms of security of tenure landlords can't just ask people to leave but in the case where where landlords are asking people to leave because they have a, a son or a daughter that they want uh, uh, to move into their property or because they want to sell the property or whatever, we are we are obviously trying to look for alternatives um, uh, to help families to find new tenancies. And as I say, last year, you know, uh, about fifty thousand new tenancies okay. happened across the country, okay. and so that is that is going to be the solution for the vast majority of cases. But look, is this stressful? Is this difficult for families? Of course, it is. Yeah. We simply don't have enough homes and the government has got to build more homes. It's got to bring back more vacant properties into use and it's got to encourage more landlords into the market to make make available their properties that are currently vacant in some cases yeah so that we can um we can ha- we can increase supply you, that's the way we solve this problem if you you know if you take the approach of actually trying to protect people who are in tenancies at the moment which is important of course but only focus on that without actually increasing supply well then in the medium term we just put more and more families at mm. risk of homelessness all, all of what you say that's the, that's the key issue here all of what you say is logical when one thinks about it. But I'd put it to you that people like Peter McVerry, people like the Simon community, the penny dinners here locally, have yeah. been queuing up to say, fine, do all these things, but while you're doing them, keep the ban in place. Why would the government ignore people of that stature and, as is being perceived, Minister, decide in favour of landlords? Oh, well, look, look, this isn't a question of deciding in, in favour of landlords at all. So it's this being is seen, about- Simon. No, 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 but but we know that over the last twelve months, twenty-one thousand landlords have left the market. You know, so so they're leaving in their droves. There's still thousands leaving, mm. um, and and the problem there is my concern isn't isn't so much the landlords. My concern is that their properties are no longer available for rent, and so people who then need 
need those rental properties uh, for accommodation aren't getting them. We have we have lots and lots of examples of properties that are vacant at the moment that are owned by people who may have been landlords in the past who aren't willing to make their properties available for the market any longer, or else they're looking to sell them. Mm. Uh, and so, so, so that says to me, we have an imbalance in the market. And look, uh, of course, the primary motivation here has to be to provide a co- good, stable accommodation for people who need. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Uh, to rent at affordable rates. That's the only motivation here. But but whether you like it or not, you need landlords in the market to do that. The state can't do everything. And like what the opposition parties seem to be suggesting is that they're okay with driving landlords out of the market and that the state should provide accommodation for everybody. Like that's that is not possible. The mm-hmm. state last year provided over nine thousand social houses, and this year will do the same and more. Um, uh, um, we'll continue to support tap tenancies uh, and so on. Okay. But, okay. but but for in order to to provide suffi- sufficient supply, we need the private sector as well as the government and government agencies and local authorities and approved housing bodies all providing more and more homes. Mm. But but all the research tells us, and like whether we want to ignore this or not, like we can't. All the research tells us that that the uh, the eviction ban through the winter isn't the on- the only reason. Um, but it certainly is a significant contributing factor to driving more and more landlords out of the market, which is making less and less properties available, which is putting more and more pressure on people looking for accommodation. Okay. And so that's why the government... Look, I mean, the easy thing to do for us, PJ, of course it would have been a more popular thing for us to, to simply extend the eviction ban again and again and again, roll it over. But if we know that it's having a significant impact on reducing the number of properties available for rent... You know, we've got to act on that. Okay. And okay. you know, the opposition the opposition don't have to make these decisions. They simply have to make make arguments from the opposition benches. The government is the one that has to find accommodation and build new accommodation and fund that and put the policy in place that makes that happen. The truth is we are not where we need to be. Like we don't have enough uh, accommodation. I was a housing minister, and I know this. Uh, we have got to build close to fifty thousand housing units per mm. year. And you know we're and near a big that. Portion you know we're near that. Need to be well. Well, we're currently at thirty thousand PJ, and a few years ago the figure was half that. So, like we are, we are rapidly increasing output, but we need to do a lot more to help families. And of course, in the meantime, uh, we need to put strong social supports in place for families that find themselves in in, right. in difficulty. But look. I can just tell you, the opposition parties don't have a sole monopoly on, um, you know, on compassion on this issue. You know, I, I, I of course, recognise uh, the the extent of the concern and worry and passion and anger. Government has to respond to that challenge, and we will. Let me let me move on to the the, the particular reason why you're with me this morning, and that is an event in Rochestown Park with the business sector. What's going on there? Yes, look, as as you know, um, 
uh, I'm the Minister for Enterprise, Trade and Employment now. Uh, and, you know, to solve issues like housing, uh, to, uh, to make the reforms and increase investment that we need uh, for improved health care and a whole range of other social supports, we've got to have a thriving economy. And what that means is more people in employment and businesses um, um, that are profitable and growing and expanding. And fortunately, Ireland has a very, very strong economy at the moment, which is helping us to solve some of the big uh, social challenges that we face. My job is to keep that going and to help businesses across Cork, uh, uh, give them the supports that they need, the uh, the policy certainty that mm. they need, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the tax breaks that they need, and so on. Uh, and so, you know, I'm around the country at the moment meeting businesses. Uh, and this Friday morning in Cork, uh, we'll be in the Rochestown Park uh, for the full morning. This is about a, a sort of a blunt engagement with with businesses and business leaders in Cork to listen to what they have yeah. to say first and foremost and to outline all the supports that we're providing for them through what we know are difficult and volatile times, whether it's energy costs, whether it's changes in terms of supply chains linked to the war in Ukraine uh, and, uh, and a post-COVID environment, whether it's linked to Brexit. But most importantly, actually, uh, the business supports, yeah. the advisory service, the mentoring, all of the other things that the state is doing to make sure that our economy stays strong at the moment, uh, which, which of course, pays for everything. I won't go back to where we were before, but but I imagine some of them will, will probably ask you this morning, I, 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 I'm hiring staff, but, but they've got nowhere to live. And I suppose that's a question that will come up at the event. Lastly, I want to return to your immediate past portfolio, which is as Defence Minister and the Women of Honour report. I've read through it, Minister. It's shocking. It's shocking. Had, yeah. you, had you any idea that le- that level of misogyny and abuse existed in, in the forces that you were in charge of? Like, what's your reaction? Well, look, I was the minister who set up the, the judge-led independent review group yeah. that actually produced this report. I set it up for a reason, because I was worried um, uh, about what was happening in the defence forces, both historically and to this day. Um, I was not happy that the defence forces had the capacity to change themselves uh, and I needed to to have an independent review group that was led by a senior judge uh, who could um, make a serious assessment of what is currently happening and what has been happening historically in the defence forces and we have got a very blunt and hard-hitting report that I think has shocked a lot of people and even people like me who've been looking at this issue and trying to find solutions to it um you know in recent times you know i even i'm shocked by by the the strength of the language in this report Uh, and this has got to be a major wake-up call for the defense forces and for the government in terms of of, of, of our insistence on very fundamental change okay. in terms of culture in the defence forces for the future. Um, and, and I think this report will be the catalyst for that change. Um, and it needs to be because there have been various efforts at different times over the last 20 years to try and bring about cultural change, recognising problems of bullying in the defence forces uh, and in some cases sexual abuse and sexual assault. Indeed. Um, and, and they have failed. Okay. And that is that is the truth. Right. So this time it can't fail. Uh, and that's why we have got to make sure now that, that we adopt the recommendations of this report to put in place a statutory inquiry. This is this is going to be a difficult change for the Defence Forces. And there are many, many very good people in our Defence Forces, and I know them well. But the fundamental problems that have been highlighted in a very blunt and direct way in this report have got to have a very comprehensive response and I can promise you the government will be insisting on that. Okay, Minister, thank you very much for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
Cork's 96 FM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.